all I want is a ballistics grade air mattress, Chris. That's all I want. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And we're talking about some new warriors this week. Ooh, yes we are. Uh, There's a Batman and Harley Quinn animated feature on the way. Mm -hmm. In case you didn't know, Netflix has some more information on its good Marvel shows. (laughs) Uh, And more. And more. So I am fresh from the woods. I was camping this weekend. So in in fashion of escaping the big city, I was, uh, for the most part, off of my phone for the weekend. And also, I felt like I was pretty busy throughout the week, and I didn't catch up with a whole lot of the news going on. So we're kind of going to do this blind on my end. Usually I do my best to kind of like run through these uh, notes kind of prep myself for the episode but every once in a while i'd like to have you like hold my hand and guide me through the weeks of news that i missed so that's what mm-hmm. we're gonna do this week you're, yeah. you're gonna be my 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 sherpa oh okay yeah i'll be i'll be whatever you want to call me man i whatever that is uh, <laughs> i feel like a sherpa is, is that some sort of like alpaca or I, I don't i don't think it's an actual animal i think it's a title for i i think it's like a title for a living thing so i i guess uh, a llama or a sheep or an alpaca could sh- uh, be your Sherpa, but it's like a person could be it too. That's a, it's a, I just looked it up, an ethnic group from the most mountainous region of <laughs> Nepal. Oh, wow. I thought it was, I thought like a Sherpa was kind of like a profession. I didn't know it was like an ethnicity. Huh. Well, I learned something new today. Yeah, we both did. There you go. That's your fact for today. Show's over, guys. Go home. No, <laughs> we're kidding. We got news. We got news. We got some other stuff going on here. Um, I did have to say I got my last Guardians of the Galaxy 2 pop vinyl this week, Mike. I've completed the whole collection. Wow, look at you go. And there's an alarm going off outside. Nope, it's gone. Okay, cool. Um, So it's the Angry Groot. Uh, I know you say you're going to be sick of Baby Groot by the time this movie's over. I'm so sick of Baby Groot. And it's like, it's nothing to do with, uh, it's nothing to do with, um, uh, uh, Sean, no, not Sean Gunn, James Gunn. That's his brother. Sean's his brother, right? Yes. Nothing to do with uh, James Gunn. I'm sure he just, uh, he made sure the script had just the right amount of Baby Groot in it. But the marketing team loves Baby Groot. And I'm so over Baby Groot by now. So hopefully mm. uh, it ends up being better in the movie. But uh, I don't even have my tickets yet for that movie. I keep waiting for my theater to post pre-sales for a Thursday night showing that's not in 3D. Because I'm not going to do 3D. So I checked it today. Still waiting. So, But I, I think I have a pretty good handle on like how ticket sales fluctuate throughout my home theater so you know i think i'm good but uh you know awaiting the baby grew uh inaugural viewing yes we are less than a month away now since it comes out the the 5th of uh, may or i guess 4th if you're going to thursday night so we're less than a month away don't forget to get your tickets uh you know block off some time there i'm i'm gonna i, I feel like i'm gonna see it a couple times if i'm gonna yeah. be honest i'm really excited to to see this movie uh, again and what's going on uh, I and we've got some news about it later. Yeah, we got some news about Guardians later. But yeah, that's. I just want to say I got my my last Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two pop vinyl. Uh, it was a Walmart exclusive. I had to, you know, get into Walmart and somehow get out of there. And I, <laughs> I made it, and I was proud of that. So, so I wanted to share that bit with you, Mike. Um, anything else been going on, on your side of the your neck of the woods? Well, I, mean, I just I just really wanted to give a shout out to a listener of the show by the name of uh, Sean Bowman. He 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 keeps us to task, you know. When we when we say at the end of the show that we like your comments and feedback, uh, we mean it whether you agree with us or not. So uh, I, I see he's still watching us, even though sometimes he he does not agree with the stuff that we're saying. So uh, I'm just glad he's enthusiastic because we can't be right all the time. I mean mm-hmm. that's impossible. Like uh, the, we we are always talking at the end of the day, the stuff we talk about on the show is basically like they're all creative endeavors you know a movie is something creative a tv show is something creative comic books they're all stories so you know sometimes they jive with other people sometimes they don't 
So Sean, Sean didn't exactly agree with some of the takes we had on Ghost on the Shell last week, but you know, I was I thought it was rad that he he stuck around and listened to the end of the show for our little mini spoiler cast there. So good on you, Sean, even though you yeah. did not agree with us at all. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, we just report the news and sometimes our opinions and. Uh, uh, opinions are like assholes, Mike. Everybody's got one, and we're not always right. So that that's cool. Some, some of them are stinky. Some of them are bleached. That's right. I, it's coin toss at that point. <laughs> you, you never know. But uh, yeah. So I, yeah. Thanks, Sean. I mean, again, no one has to agree with us, but thank you for listening and commenting. Uh, we do, I I like seeing it, even if I don't I don't I don't mind anyone. You could tell us we're wrong all day long as long as you're listening. I appreciate it. So, <laughs> cool. so thank you so very much. Um, and also, Mike, I, I, I don't know if, how much you want to say, but you went camping this weekend. You got out of the house. Yes. I, this inside cat was an outside cat for a very, very brief amount of time. And I got to see some wild turkeys. I heard some, uh, I heard some wild raccoons try to steal some of our food. So uh, that was fun. I, uh, I did not get any sun because I covered myself from head to toe because I inside cats do not like the sun no. so uh, i am i am safe from any sort of a <laughs> skin disease so but i ate lots of good camping food because i mean honestly just like when we talk about the super bowl at the beginning of the year like we like the we like the trailers and we like the snacks so that's the number one reason that we go camping it's just an excuse to eat camping snacks so i had plenty of camping snacks over the weekend that's for sure yeah, I I mean I wouldn't even know what to snack on if I was gonna be honest. Like you know what? It's basically it's kind of like portable. It's kind of like portable cookout food. You know, you got hot dogs. Uh, sometimes people bring steaks. It just kind of depends on what kind of uh, uh, portable kitchen stuff you want to bring. But you know, it, it's all good. Sometimes you can bake stuff ahead of time. But you know, there's always gonna be a s'more there. So as long as you bring s'mores, you can eat whatever the hell you want. The s'more is what has to cap off the evening. But um, Oh, yeah, right. but that 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 that's my week. That's my weekend, man. That's that's good. I uh, I've been filming all weekend, so I feel you there. Uh, I do a series. We started a series here last month called Destination Louisville, uh, mm-hmm. where we we visit like local, like you know, locally owned and operated stores in Louisville. Nice. And, and the owner of the comic book store I go to, he's the host. So we get to go around to one. We did one last week called Ultra Pop. Uh, we did one today called Book and Music Exchange, which will come out later this month. Um, and they have like retro video games, records, laser discs. Mike, I saw laser discs for the first nice. time in a long time. Uh, the hunt for Red October, if you will. Um, <laughs> my, they're probably their biggest thing they have is a a uh, Pokemon Stadium Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. The the game and the the console all packed together, still sealed. Wow, and still sealed. It's going for a thousand dollars. So if Ooh. you got some, if you got some of that Pokemon money, you want to be dropping. They got what you need, but um, they just got some really cool stuff there and all sorts of stuff. It's it's an exchange, you know. People bring stuff in, trade it in, kind of like a pawn shop with a very specific purpose. So uh, I think it was really cool. But other than that, Mike, you don't know what's in the news, so I'm gonna just like X, gonna give it to you. So <laughs> Lay it on me. Let's jump into this news. The Defenders has a release date, Mike. I know we did never know when Marvel's Defenders was gonna come out. We now know, and it is coming out. August 18th of this year, 2017. Yes. So. Th- this was actually one of the little bits of news I did see this week just because uh, this little bit of footage that it, it kind of, I guess, encompassed the uh, trailer announcement was very, very short. Uh, there's really no audio. There wasn't a whole lot of commitment to it, but it's the first time we kind of get to see all of our defenders, I guess, in uh, 24 frames a second in an actual yeah. uh, footage. And they're in like an elevator just kind of palling around. Um, Though, though I don't know if this happened to you, but when you saw uh, Matt Murdock in his uh, in his head dressing and in, in his headscarf that he did wear for the majority of season one, I thought it was Danny Rand, and I was like, "Holy crap, Iron Fist! He's got his uh, he's got his new costume on, or at least part of it. Maybe he's transitioning to his costume." And I was like, "All right, they're gonna fix they're gonna fix Iron Fist." I was like, "Wait, nope, that's Daredevil. Nope, there's Danny Rand just in a weird like a uh, like jacket or something like that." Yeah, so that is those. I was like, oh man, it's like a like the kind of like the do rag that the Iron Fist wears, you know. And I'm like, uh-huh. they're finally giving it to him, uh, but they they don't. They 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 give us they give us uh, Daredevil <laughs> in this, uh, wah, which, wah, is, wah. which is funny because they 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 also say that Daredevil is probably the only one who is going to stay masked throughout the Defenders. 
um, because everyone knows the public identities of Danny Rand, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones, and kind of the stuff they do a little bit, uh, which is weird because I think Danny Rand would have the most to, to lose by his yeah. ability and actually, to come out. Yeah, when you think about it, he did a really bad job keeping any of his kind of, like, I guess, skill secret. I mean, I don't know. He... I mean, anyone can kind of like kung fu fight, so I guess you could assume like a, a you know a, a CEO takes like like karate classes or whatever. But hey, um, I mean, I don't know. No, nobody nobody thinks Bruce Wayne is Batman, so you know I, I'm going to give him some benefit of the doubt this time through. Yeah, that's the only benefit of the doubt Iron Fist is going to get from us. It's true. Uh, so in this, <laughs> they get on this elevator at the Midland Circle Financial, and they click on the 44th or 45th floor, and it starts going down. And then Jessica Jones turns around, sees a camera. Uh, that which we're watching through, and she reaches up and punches it, and when she punches it, it stops at the date the the show is premiering, which is very eight, clever, very clever. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then there's a little IP address in the upper left, and it takes you to a website for I think the Daily, I don't, I think it's the Daily Bugle or or some other. It's, it's some sort of like daily news thing or something. I I went to it, and it's just kind of like a generic news website. I mean, it mm-hmm. might be tied to maybe something Marvel oriented, but it wasn't. I don't think it was the Bugle. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think it's that that news thing that they interviewed all like all the people on before. There's a news station that's working throughout all the Marvel shows. It's starting like Iron Man and Ant Man mm. has some stuff in it. So it, it was there's nothing too big there. Um, but I mean, the release date is probably the biggest thing we now know. We are getting the Defenders this yeah, fall and- at the beginning of the fall. Yeah, and it's going to be nestled right in between, uh, I guess, Spider-Man and Inhumans. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get your Spider-Man Homecoming in July. And then in August, you know, we'll get our Defenders, and hopefully it'll blow us away. And then we'll get Inhumans in September, and hopefully that'll pleasantly surprise me. Mm-hmm. And then and then Thor. So, uh, I mean, we're I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to how many Marvel projects we have this year. And it's just so many. Uh, I think the thing we don't know actually um, is Shield. Is Shield coming back this season? They haven't announced any uh, renewals yet for for the this year's shows um, on ABC. So I don't know if he's coming back. If we don't know if he's coming back next season or not, but uh, from what I saw when it came back this week, I uh, I'm looking forward to the, the the final few episodes here. Yeah, I got I got to catch up, man. I I'm, I'm behind like by three episodes, I think. So well, it's only been on for one week. So you, if you didn't watch these, you missed the last like. Yeah, I'm behind. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fine. So there we go. We got Defenders. Really excited about that. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some Punisher news. Maybe we'll get Punisher before the year's out as well. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, we keep, I keep forgetting that's that's there. It's one of the shows. Uh, however, we're going to drop back. Last year, we got to see Luke Cage. Uh, no matter how you felt about it, we did get it. Um, and you know, this year, this week, it was nominated for a Peabody Award. Um, mm. for entertainment and children's programs, which is weird because I don't find this as a children's program. Uh, but there's instances of how electronic media can teach, expand our horizons, uh, defend the public interest, or encourage empathy with others. And um, wow, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's kind of surprising considering this isn't like a children's show. I'm pretty sure like they specifically are like, hey, this maybe isn't for kids. This is for an older audience, but. Uh, I I guess it I guess it's cool that it won. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nominated. It hasn't won yet. Uh, oh, okay, announced gotcha. the nominations. However, if it does win, it'll be the second year in a row that Marvel's Netflix shows have won because Jessica Jones won the same category the year before. Oh, that's cool. Which uh, I see Jessica Jones is even less of a children's program, so maybe they focus <laughs> on just entertainment programs in general. Uh, yeah, I mean there was really dark stuff in Jessica Jones, like especially with like uh, consent and things like that when it comes to uh, sexual relations. So I, I mean, I don't know, but it's always it's interesting that we are talking about Luke Cage again, just because I think Iron Fist uh, brought up a lot of discussions about Luke Cage again, and like you said before, you know, it's always worthwhile looking back at these shows or in movies kind of without the rose tinted glasses on. And I keep hearing from a lot of separate people, kind of from different backgrounds, saying. That you know, yes, the first half of Luke Cage is good, not so much the second half. But um, one thing I can definitely agree on is like Luke Cage has like soul, and it has like it has like a, a, a consistent tone, and it has kind of like some has a little bit of like a special magic to it when you're watching it. Um, 
you don't really get that in Iron Fist. So I, I don't think the rose colored glasses are going to work in Iron Fist's favor going forward. But yeah, so I don't think we're going to be talking about this award for Iron Fist. No, I don't think so. But the, you know, with the defenders and possibly the Punisher, another, uh, another option could be up this year. Uh, mm-hmm. For for those shows, so uh, or maybe in humans. I know Mike is, needs a lot to be one over there, but um, <laughs> you never you never know what you're going to get until it's done with. Again, mm-hmm. John Favreau did Elf before he did Iron Man, so um, <laughs> we, we we got a lot to work with. Uh, Jessica Jones. Speaking of, I, I I plan these out properly. If you could tell here, has started filming <laughs> season two already. Mike. Oh, as, nice. As soon as they wrapped the Defenders, they flipped it, sent Jessica Jones back out. And according to a tweet by the director who play, or the actor who played Nuke, uh, he will most likely be returning for season two, which is good because we didn't really see him, you know, end up anywhere dead in the first season. Yeah, so I, you know, I specifically remember Nuke from the storyline where um, the Kingpin learns uh, Daredevil's secret identity, and then I believe it's like Nuke that goes to like Hell's Kitchen, and he literally just goes like nuclear, and he like starts like destroying buildings and like blowing shit up, and it gets pretty crazy. So it would be kind of cool if uh, if maybe something of that scale happens. Um, it's kind of maybe an interesting play of kind of shifting the villain more towards Jessica Jones and away from Daredevil, and maybe that could happen because we've talked in the past about how Jessica Jones doesn't necessarily have a whole lot to pull from. You know, Kilgrave kind of is her num- number one big villain, and they kind of did a pretty brave thing of literally killing him off. So... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, maybe they'll lean a little bit more on Nuke. But he was an interesting villain, though, you know, because he legitimately kind of was a good guy until kind of his past kind of cropped up and kind of retook over. So I think there's a lot of fun stuff to explore there with that character. I do, too. I mean, he was really fun to watch when he was in there because um, you didn't know it at first. Like, you know, he was just some punk who was, you know, taken over by Kilgrave and then ended up becoming like this pill like roid rage filled character <laughs> yeah uh, pill popper yeah who like you know had one of the best fights with jessica jones i think when they're both decking each other out in the building and yeah in the apartment throwing each other back and forth so i really enjoyed that that character and i think the actor did a really good job with it i think you know yeah. he, he was fun to watch to see that transformation so bringing him back i'm to- i am totally on board with that mike yeah and- let's uh let's bring patsy walker back i want to see patsy walker in some sort of like hint that she's gonna be Hellcat. I'd look. I I really want to see more costumes in the Defenders universe. Uh, you know, I I get it. That they are kind of leaning a little bit more realistic. You know, they're not trying to throw them in spandex if they don't have to, and I think that is okay. But you know, superheroes are kind of supposed to have that kind of like fun side to it and they did a really good job getting daredevil into a costume and making it look cool you know they they built it up they they buried the lead and then we got it at the end of his first season so maybe they can find an interesting way to get some other characters and and some sort of costumes you know yeah i mean i i think they can go a little more uh i guess wild with it without you know worrying about anything so um yeah i I mean i guess i don't I mean, I don't see any problem with them bringing anybody in as long as we haven't seen them before, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, going going a little while, going having fun with them, have <laughs> some fun with them. Let's let's go with that way. So, um, that on that note, also Daredevil season three apparently starts filming this fall as well. So they're really like starting to crank out these shows that are getting multiple seasons here. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna get some sort of like sit down or conference once the Defenders are over and kind of lay out a map of where these shows are going. You know, I don't necessarily need a big decommissioning of what's going to happen because, you know, I've said on the show before, I kind of half don't like that Marvel announces their whole movie slate so out in the open because it doesn't leave a whole lot to the imagination. But uh, it would be interesting to see maybe what is the longevity of the Netflix universe. Like, you know, maybe they could just, like, announce, like, oh, we're making X number of shows. You know, we're not going to tell you what they are, you know. Who knows if you're going to get Luke Cage Season 2 or not, you know. But we have this slot open, and we're going to put something there. You know, hey, it could end up being Blade or something like that. So hopefully maybe we'll get a little bit of a sit-down, announce a little bit of a direction. Maybe say, like, hey, don't worry. You're going to be getting uh, Netflix shows until, like, you know, like 2025 or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Well, so here's the thing. Like, when they did announce the Defenders years ago, like 2012, 2013, it was about this deal with New York. And, mm-hmm. like, they made a deal with New York City to bring all these jobs and keep all these productions here for these seasons through the Defenders. 
And well, with it, once the defenders is out, yes, they need to have some, like readdress it. Will everything stay in New York? Will they branch mm. out into other cities? Um, that would be cool. I would love it if like a city reached out to them and be like, "Hey, let's do like a West Coast, you know, Avengers show or something like that." You know, we'll focus it out here on the West Coast. Maybe San Francisco would be kind of cool. You know, like you know, me out living out here in LA. Like I'm so used to all these landmarks out here now. Like I don't, I don't really need them to be out here in Los Angeles. But you know, it could be a possibility because I know LA is trying to work on their TV tax credits a little bit more but it would be kind of cool if maybe they went up to like the bay area or something like that or maybe some other maybe some other city will facilitate some other heroes but you know yeah i I don't think it'd be the end of the world if they if they shifted away from new york a little bit yeah i I think it might open up for more characters and kind of make it a little more believable because again we've had you know daredevil jessica jones luke cage and iron fist and you know all this stuff is going on and we're supposed to believe they're all interconnected but somehow sometimes they don't feel interconnected oh no know what they should do obviously since everything already shoots like in atlanta and georgia they should do something in like new orleans or something like that uh that would be kind of cool down in that area kind of like the bayou feeling you know the bayou always kind of has that kind of mystic feeling to it it always seems like you can go to kind of like extravagant uh really celebrated like festival areas and you can go to kind of like the seedy underbelly with like harbors and stuff like that so uh i think that could look cool too yeah i mean i i I'm all. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a coast. I mean, it could be almost anywhere if they really wanted to. Um, I I would kind of see like a Miami's kind of like 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 a Florida Miami kind of thing. Like beach wow, that'd and be stuff. cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just a different style that we haven't seen from any of them. Or or yeah. maybe even what if it's like not a United States hero. Like, Ooh, like that would Captain be kind of cool. Or, or something Whoa, like that. Whoa, I like that. Let us know out there what you guys think. If you kind yeah. of have a, a strong feeling for maybe a city and like a specific anchor hero that yeah. could kind of anchor us there, let us know. I like that idea. I like. I really like that idea. Yeah, I, I think. I think hopefully this the the success of these gets us gets it growing. So, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You talk about the West Coast. I think we got something on the West Coast coming here with new warriors being announced Ooh. from Freeform. <laughs> this was pretty big news. So, like I said, I didn't keep track with the news too much this week, but this one was kind of hard to ignore. Yes. So, a uh, Freeform is this, this the channel from ABC that used to be ABC Family that mm-hmm. is doing Cloak and Dagger. But they didn't order a pilot for New Warriors. They ordered a straight-to-series, which is yeah. a huge move. And not only was it straight-to-series, I mean, we're going to be talking about this next, but this is going to be coming out before Cloak & Dagger. So not only was this announced second, but it's coming out first. Well, it, it may not be. I, I don't know where you're getting that from. We'll talk about that for here in a second. But it's going to star fucking Squirrel Girl, Mike. Squirrel <laughs> Girl. Yeah, man. Did you ever think we'd get a, a show or a property on anything ever featuring Squirrel Girl that was not animated? <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's hilarious, honestly. So I think what's important to note here that this is going to be a half-hour comedy. It's going to be uh, Marvel's first foyer into comedy, and it does make me think. Uh, we ca- we've kind of talked about their idea of we're, uh, what was it called, like cleanup crew or something like that. They were going to be doing like some oh, sort of um, uh, damage. Damage, damage control, control. Or, or something yeah. like that they were working on their own half hour comedy that was going to kind of mirror um nbc's dc one that's called um you're thinking oh, powerless is that one is that called powerless so yeah we were thinking like those were going to be the two half hour comedies that were kind of battling each other one on the dc side one on the marvel side so maybe they just kind of were like okay this really isn't kind of coalescing into something that we want you know we think people are actually going to want to watch the heroes on the screen so let's just bring in some more comedic heroes that we can develop and um I, I don't remember uh, who exactly it was, but didn't Squirrel Girl get like a, a, a recent resurgent in the comic books from like a new, from like a pretty popular writer? I believe I'm not exactly sure who it was, but someone kind of brought Squirrel Girl like back from the dead and was just like, "Guess what? This is a real character. You're gonna love her." So, well, so I, it's kind of cool. What's really funny? Squirrel Girl got a new series lately where they they kind of rehauled her look a little bit and like some of her abilities because everyone thought she was a mutant forever but she wasn't she does have ties to jessica jones and luke cage in the comic books because she was the babysitter slash nanny of their 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 daughter danielle cage in the Uh, comic books i love that (laughs) so uh she's got that she's known uh she's she's been around since 1992 um and she has been called the unbeatable squirrel girl because she has faced off against certain 
high power level characters and beaten them kind of off pages. Like uh, her first battle was against Doctor Doom, where mm-hmm. she defeated him with her sidekick squirrel Monkey Joe. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then you know she's known she's in comics she's beaten um, I believe it was Thanos but it was a th- clone of Thanos <laughs> like she's one of those characters been parody like she, she's kind of like why are you so powerful like where where is the popularity in Squirrel Girl coming from um, but she's been a part of the Great Lakes Avengers uh, and she's now in the US Avengers so well Great Lakes Avengers that would be kind of cool because that kind of brings it back to like our Midwest roots I grew up very close to the Great Lakes so that would be I would like that there's yes. squirrels all over the place too so that works that works out really well for Squirrel Girl I, exactly I mean nobody questions it so <laughs> um, but so yeah she's been known for beating those big super villains and stuff like that and then now she's uh Got her own series, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and I believe it's still going on. I, I, I see it every once in a while, and she's got a very quirky art style and, and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, so that, she's in there. We don't know who the rest of the new warriors are. Um, however, we do have, like, a little synopsis here or, or description. Uh, it says, New Warriors revolves around six young people with powers living and working together with powers and abilities on the opposite end of the spectrum of the Avengers. The new warriors want to make a difference in the world, even if the world isn't ready. So, uh, I mean, these people aren't quite superheroes, and they're not quite super, um, but um, definitely going to see, like, this, I guess, coming-of-age comedy with their powers. Yeah, it it gives me a little bit of a Young Justice vibe with with more of the synopsis, where it's just like, yeah, they're kind of working on being heroes, don't really know how to do it yet. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see who they cast as uh, these heroes, especially Squirrel Girl, just because... um, I mean, at least to us, when they cast Cloak and Dagger, we were like, uh, who are these people? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they might be successful, but, like, we're not really familiar with any of the properties. And to be – truth be told is we might not know any of the new warriors who end up being cast because I think they're shooting for maybe a specific demographic over there on Freeform. So they might be pulling from these, like, younger teen shows that we do not understand. But – there, there is a little glimmer of hope maybe if Freeform really wants to pull out all the stops and just make this like a must-see TV show. Um, Anna Kendrick was very yeah. vocal that she wants to be Squirrel Girl. I'm sure she was thinking maybe in the movie universe, uh, but it would be kind of cool if you got like a big star like that, Anna Kendrick, into a Freeform show, which is, you know, kind of very off-base cable. You know, it's you have to have some sort of like cable account, you know, and you got to understand what Freeform is to begin with. It's not just going to be like on an NBC or an ABC or something like that, but if they could pull someone like Anna Kendrick for the new Warrior show, I would be baffled. So um, here's crossing my fingers that we get a familiar face up there on the on the new warriors. Yeah, I don't think their budgets can can afford <laughs> Anna Kendrick, but I think the my problem with this is they have new mutants movie coming out and a new warriors movie or TV series that sound exactly the same, but one's Marvel <laughs> and one's Fox. Yeah, well, and also you got the Runaways, which also is going to have like younger yep. characters in it too, trying to figure out their identity. So are they, uh, they're just trying that? to they're just trying to pick who's going to be leading Phase Four or Five later <laughs> on. Like, we got to figure out which one of these characters is working. Let's, let's screen test them on TV first. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm excited for this. It's just I, I I hope they get some really good people. Uh, uh, behind the scenes on that because you know it's a comedy show you can't just rely on like a more like standard uh, like drama formula you know to get kind Mm -hmm. of uh, these stories moving along like comedy is going to take a little extra work when you're working in superheroes so let's let's cross our fingers uh the show could also be early 18 when it premieres if they get into it and get writing which is, is you know good for us like you said it could be out it could be out quicker than we realize uh, mm-hmm. But you're also talking about in relation to Cloak and Dagger. We have some Cloak and Dagger news as well. Uh, Cloak mm-hmm. and Dagger will be a ten episode first season. Uh, so uh, you know that's I think ten episodes is a great number. I think thirteen is too much. Mm-hmm. So ten episodes is good. That means they can probably you know pare down some uh, some of the other stuff and, and and have some money for actual effects. Hopefully, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the release is winter 2018, which is early 2018. So that would be like February March premiere of next year oh i see what you're saying you're saying early as and not early in the tv schedules so you're yeah, yeah okay i gotcha so we're we could be like maybe 10 nine months away it's like it, it would yeah well it would come out like like when legion did uh kind of like gotcha. in, the, in like when, when, the, when the tv executives say winter quote unquote they're thinking january february march mm-hmm. um so it's, it's very confusing so it could be next <laughs> march or so when by the time we see our first cloak and dagger 
And it is not connected to New Warriors, uh, so they will not be shows where they cross over with each other or have yeah. the same same characters. Thankfully, thank God we don't have any crossovers. <laughs> I think it's going to be hard to cross over a comedy show with something more serious, but, you know, we'll see. Squirrel Girl and everything. Just put her in all the <laughs> things, man. We're going to see her in the next Avengers movie. She's going to debut, technically, in Avengers yeah. 4, where that's, she defeats I mean, Thanos. That, and... <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you get someone big like Anna Kendrick in that freeform show. Just make it an overall deal where she gets a cameo in literally everything. Yeah, she's the new Stan Lee. That, that's what we'll do. <laughs> She'll be the new Stan Lee. Uh, speaking of the next time we get to see Stan Lee, mine is in two we- less than two weeks, Mike, for C2E2. Mm-hmm. But... We'll see him in the movies for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and coming out May 4th. And the soundtrack for that will actually be before that with April 28th, Mike. Yeah, we got deep into that sound, that first soundtrack well before the first movie came out. And um, it was pretty cool. It was kind of, you, you kind of get to settle into the vibe of the movie before you go and see it. But it, do, it does have its, uh, it does have its downside. Whereas, you know, you start to get really into these songs and, you know, you start to kind of memorize the order that they're in on the soundtrack. And then also you just really want to listen to them. So I remember the first time I watched Guardian of the Galaxy in the feature uh, and I was just like, uh, well, we only get to hear 30 seconds of that song. I really liked it. I wanted to hear the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it, the, 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 it was so good. I remember we created a Spotify playlist for us when, when it came out and of the supposed, the supposed songs which turned out to be true. Uh-huh. And... I just had a good time. I like. I, I really like the soundtrack. What I've heard so far of this one, the the two or three confirmed are great. Um, I really want to know what's on mix make that mix uh, tape volume two. Yeah, and if you so. can't wait until April twenty eighth, if you want more kind of like I guess, uh, like uh, 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 what's it what's it called uh, when you bring stuff together and you make your own list? Um, I can't think of the name. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I can't believe I can't think of it. If you want, like, basically another uh, put-together list by, I guess, professionals, uh, the animated Guardians of the Galaxy has its oh. own uh, soundtrack, too. So uh, you can go listen to some stuff there. Yeah, it does. It, it's definitely got um, it's got Curated. More... Curated. Curated. That's the word. Oh, my God. Oh. If you want your own curated classic rock list in the vein of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. <laughs> the animated one does use uh, different uh, different stuff, different music mm-hmm. than the, the actual show. I think Hooked on a Feeling is the only song that carried over, but of course. Yeah, so, I don't think the animated show has a budget for uh, sort of those songs. but Yeah, but they are good songs. Songs I didn't know the names of, actually, until I listened to it. I'm like, oh, that's what that song is called. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I agree. I think the animated soundtrack is, is just yeah. as good. So there you go. Uh, in the world of new series coming to light, the book Invincible... Uh, I believe is uh, Robert Kirkman, known for The Walking Dead. This is his other series he writes. Uh, is coming uh, to the movie, the big screen. They're making a movie out of Invincible, the series, uh, from the team of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who brought us Preacher. Oh wow! Uh, that okay. That could be a good combo. I mean, who knew Robert Kirkman needed more money? Uh, he's just printing it over there at AB, at um, um, AMC. But I mean, that'll be cool. I don't really know much about uh, Invincible. I can. I feel like I can identify the cover. I think I've seen that comic book cover like dozens of times. So I think what does the character kind of have like a like a, a mask where his where his hair shows through the top of it or something like that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like it's like. Um... Kind of like Gambit's kind of thing, where he wears it, it covers like his forehead, but his hair still sticks yeah. out. Yeah, and the yeah. I know nothing. I know nothing else about the actual character, but I know I've seen that comic book cover. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's kind of a, about the son of a superhero uh, who inherited like super strength, ability to fly, and he's sworn to protect the Earth, but he has trouble kind of adjusting to these newfound powers mm-hmm. and like coping with the reality of his origins that he's like an alien. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I've not read much of it, but I have read some of it, and I think it's still going on. I think two, from 2003, I think it's still going on. with, or It's going to end this year with issue 144. Man. That's what it was. So, um, uh, yeah, so Robert Kirkman, I mean, he, he writes a long series. I think uh, Walking Dead's at like 160-something. That's and, still going, that's and, for sure. And that's uh, the this one's at 144, so this is his two big stuff. Uh, his wiki page is huge. Um it's several so if you want to learn more about it, you can read it on the wiki or you can find the comic books uh i see Invinci- invincible in, in several places so so uh, i think that's cool i think i think uh, uh seth rogan and evan goldberg what they did with preacher was great i loved preacher yeah. 
So, yeah, I, I, I need like one of those broken leg days, or not days, I guess a month, where I can go back and watch all this stuff. But I remember from what I saw with Preacher, I liked because, you know, I think I'm infatuated with uh, Dominic Cooper. Um, casting, was that, the, casting was through the roof yeah, on the show. He's the, he's the one that played the Preacher, right, Dominic Cooper? Yeah, yeah Howard yeah, Stark. He, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 dude, that dude's awesome. He's just got this, like, this flair to him that's just totally that's totally rad so hopefully um hopefully he, maybe he comes back into the marvel universe again i'd love to see uh i'd love to see howard stark back in there yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm all for them doing an old retro movie or show or or something like that um i, I he however could not save world of warcraft though so uh, <laughs> uh yeah whatever but yeah so i'm glad to see invincible i don't you know it'll probably be maybe late 2018 but I mean, Kingsman was one of those properties that no one knew about and came to life. So I think this will be a great one, and, and they got a lot of stuff to work with there. A lot of a lot of good backstory. Um, uh, agreed. To fill in there. So I just added this section here, Mike, because I didn't want you to read this. But we now have several DC extended universe cinematic universe rumors Whoa, coming out this weekend. Rumors. You know how much I love your rumors, Chris. Oh, you oh, love them. Be, you eat them up. Eat them this up. is going to be so awesome. So take all this with a grain of salt, whatever that means. I All right. Take a whole salt shaker. I don't care. Well, Chris, I'm always pretty salty when we're talking about the DCEU. So God, you are the saltiest. <laughs> the salty like snails can't even like talk to you because you're so salty, brother. Uh, nope. Yep. Anyway, October 5th, next year, 2018, was supposedly the release date for Aquaman until it was pushed back to December. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC wants to hold that spot open, though, and they are talking about either making that release date for Dark Universe or Suicide Squad 2 of next year. So you're say- saying like that Justice League Dark movie? Yes, yeah, which is now called Dark Universe. Uh, let's hope it's that one. I don't need a Suicide Squad 2. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that's definitely something that the you know they they talked about there. Unless unless it's that like what was that like that Birds of Prey uh, possible thing? Gotham with, uh, City Phoenix. Sirens. Yeah, the Sirens thing. Yeah, unless it's like those uh, female kind of led ones, that might be an interesting take on it. But I do not need to see those same. I don't. I don't need to see that same squad again in any iteration. So, um, I mean, if it's Harley Quinn and maybe some new characters, like maybe an interesting take on Poison Ivy, that might be kind of cool. But I'm leaning more towards this Justice League Dark. Um, we got. I. They hit on some of those dark characters when I was rewatching the Justice League cartoons, and I, I think I'm leaning that way a little bit more. Yeah, so thankfully um, for both of these, Dark Universe is currently undergoing some final rewrites, uh, which is still based on Guillermo del Toro's treatment. Yeah. Uh, but it's being altered a little bit to fit into the universe as it now exists because I think that was worked on a long time before. Um, but the director is still Doug Lyman, who could possibly be filming as soon as this summer on this movie. So hitting that date could be a possibility. Uh, as for Suicide Squad 2, Mel Gibson is no longer the frontrunner to direct it. Uh, so I know you're going to cry yourself to sleep tonight over that one. <laughs> uh, but uh, these two other people, Ruben Flesher, who did Zombieland, and I don't know how to pronounce this, Jom Colette Sarah, who did a movie called The Shallows, are supposedly the top candidates. Um, uh, the Shallows. I think that was um, I think that was a Blake – was that a Blake Lively movie maybe? Yeah, it's kind of recent. Uh, yeah, it was like a shark – it was like a shark movie, kind of like a Jaws shark surfer thingy. Uh, yeah, possibly. I, if I if I type it into Google real quick, it pops up uh, water and shark and someone's in in the water. So <laughs> gotcha. Yes, yes. Uh, it looks like Blake Lively. So those two are the top runners. Doesn't matter. We won't know until they announce something officially. But Killer Frost would be the female lead and take Harley Quinn out. So it oh. sounds like they're kind of changing the team up a, a mm. little bit here. So um, I wonder if uh, Killer Frost maybe is making the top lineup because of her big role in uh, the Flash TV show, but uh, maybe they shouldn't bet on that too much because guess what? In the TV show that's done well, you can actually build a character and make them likable. You know, you can, <laughs> we've seen them rush through any sort of character development in these uh, in these movies, so we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Killer Frost can be pretty badass, um, so they can take that a lot of different ways. Yeah, or, I mean, again, uh, I don't want to say it, but, like, anytime they want to kill off a character on TV, they put her in, they put them in a movie right away. So, um, so I see. I see. Okay. hopefully they don't do that. But maybe we can have some other, you know, they, they swap out the Suicide Squad. It's not the team that we, we had the first time. It's another iteration. I don't know. But that's the rumor going on, Mike. 
Uh, Man of Steel 2, the sequel to Man of Steel and Superman, and maybe Batman I, and Superman. Uh, Chris, Chris, I hope... I hope this rumor is true. I read for just a little bit, and yes. I hope I, I'm crossing my fingers right now, man. So the biggest front runner to direct this movie is Matthew Vaughn. Oh man, this man—he could single-handedly fix the DCEU if he knocks this movie out of the park. I, I, I think honestly, it would need to be fixed before this movie ever got to come out. But maybe he can fix Superman. Yes, and he did. I mean, he's done some of. He fixed the X Men universe with First Class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know you don't love it, but I think you know it's better I, than I, the previous I, two. I can I can identify that a lot of people do like it. So he does seem the seem to push things in the right direction. Mm-hmm. He did help produce uh, one of my favorite movies, Snatch, uh, from two thousand, and he directed uh, Kingdom of the Secret Service, which we both love, and is doing it, the sequel to it. And he also uh, did Kick-Ass as well. Um, I don't yes. know how much he was involved with uh, the sequel, uh, so I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I don't know if we can blame him for the sequel at all. But, uh, yeah, we loved Kick-Ass. We loved Kingsman. Um, I know you love First Class. So, I mean, he, he's he got the chops. So maybe if we can kind of put some trust into him and maybe, maybe he can uh, save Superman. Because, I mean... I, I didn't I did not grow up on the Superman movies. So I can't really speak specifically to those old classic Superman movies that I know people are really affectionate to. And I can't even speak to a lot of the older Batman movies either. Um, you know, I didn't really get into the the superhero movies when I was a kid until we got like bat nipples and stuff like that. But I was a dumb kid and I just wanted the Batman toys anyway, so I couldn't really judge him. So um, I would love a, a like a really knock it out of the part Superman movie. Like I want something I can really like enjoy (laughs) oh i agree and i think you know he's good at taking these these comic book properties and making them fun and enjoyable and he he was Uh just a producer on kick-ass too and he doesn't normally do sequels of his own stuff except for kingsman which is an original story which i'm really excited Uh to see and see what he does with that that'll kind of be a tell for me if he can handle uh doing two movies in a franchise so if he gets to do man of steel 2 he also is gonna write it mike he's gonna write it he's gonna direct it if he doesn't we're all pulling for Matthew Vaughn to, to give you Superman know what, his You know what song. they do. You want to know how you really get superhero slate on the DCEU train? Somehow work Carl Urban into that, too. <laughs> and we will be all over your universe again. <laughs> Car- Carl Urban's in everything, man. They'll get him. <laughs> He's in everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, Matthew Vaughn, that's just good news, good rumor. I like that one. That was yeah, probably my, like my favorite one. The Flash movie, uh, they have a new director circling that with Jonathan Levine, who did Warm Bodies, to direct this. Um, I have no strong feelings either way about this, uh, but it's looking for a 2020 release date. Uh, so which far is away. So far away. <laughs> very far away. However, there are also four films DC wants to put out in 2020. Uh, wow. T- two big budget and two modest budget films. So they're mm. looking to up Marvel's three movies a year with four movies. Jeez. I'm, I'm now that I, we, we got a while to see if that's going to be any good or not, but I think four movies is pushing it. <laughs> Uh, in any direction. So um, the Flash for 2020, uh, sure, why not? If it takes that long to get it done right, take your time. That's <laughs> what I think. Yeah. Uh, but that brings us to probably the biggest rumor set here, and that Ooh. is Batman rumors. Okay. And Warner Brothers could release four Batman-themed movies in 2019. What? What? Four Batman movies, themed movies in 2019, Mike. Because it's the 80th anniversary of Batman that year. Oh, jeez. And they have been lining up these pegs to make this happen, and we didn't even see it until recently. Until this, oh, this, man, this they, we thought they were all dumb, and they were... they. Okay, well, this is a rumor, though, so yes. I can't quite call them masterminds quite yet. This, If, if done, and done well, this is the smartest move I've ever seen out of DC. Uh, all right. So, on Valentine's Day of 2019, they want to release Gotham City Sirens, Mike, the female-led... Ooh. All right. Batman villain All right. movie. All right. I can see that working. That's great. They have the women movie and, and stuff like that. We've also talked about the Nightwing movie, and they're shooting uh-huh. to release that Memorial Day of 2019. Okay. 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 And that's, I think, that's a modest, that's a modestly budget film. Like, they can do that. Cool. Uh-huh. August 2019, the Batgirl movie with Joss Whedon. <sighs> We know we're hoping for that one to be okay. good. They got two years and some change to get this one done. I think they can pull it out, Mike. I think they just announced last month 
Or, yeah, just announced last month. I think they can pull it off and, and do it well. Uh-huh. And lastly, finally, for the, to cap the year off, I don't have a release date for this. Maybe December if Star Wars pulls out. Uh, the Batman movie in 2019 Ooh. to end it. I, I would assume it would probably maybe lean more nor- November because no one wants to go up against uh, Star Wars. But, well, this would be crazy. So I, I kind of I think the biggest vibe I get off of this is maybe this is the reworking of the DCEU. Maybe they're just like, let's not make this Justice League-centric. You know, I don't know if that's indicative of maybe we're not going to get a good Justice League movie later in the year. But maybe they're just like, hey... If all else fails, you know, if we can't make a good Wonder Woman movie, if we can't get Aquaman, um, like, out of the shore, you know, if we can't get this Flash movie going, there's one thing we do know. In the past, there have been good Batman movies, so let's literally quadruple down on Batman in one year, just go crazy off this 80th anniversary and give them four Batman movies. I would say this is a gamble for sure, but I it would be cool. I mean, I, I would never have believed you if you told me um, a couple years ago that there was going to be four Batman-type movies in one year, but... Man, this would be a kind of a really cool way to like maybe flesh out Gotham, like make this very Gotham centric. Let us like really learn about that city in general, and maybe some of these characters could kind of coalesce in the Batman movie, uh, possibly. It's almost like a mini, like they're almost doing like a mini f- a f- uh, superhero phase here. Like maybe all of these will end up in the Batman in November, and we'll just have something crazy. I mean. Uh, I, I, it kind of seems like they're, they're kind of pushing all their chips on the, on the one horse betting on one thing, but this is cool, man. I, I definitely say this is, uh, like a, this would be a cool nerd thing to get hype over. I definitely agree. And, you know, honestly, we've, we've mentioned all these movies before. Um, Mm. and so it's not like they're just announcing these movies out of the blue. Uh, and, but, you know, we didn't even think twice about it. Uh, the flash was getting rewritten. We don't have anything on green lantern core. Uh, Aquaman is, you know, pretty much done in December. They got another movie coming out, hopefully next next August, so we don't have 13 months without one. But all these other movies have been lined up to get done that year. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is this is a master stroke if they pull it off and pull it, and like I will still give them props for trying to do it, even if one two of them well, suck think think of all the cool things they could really do with this so like we've never i don't think we've ever had four movies so planned out so close to each other so think about if they released like they don't so the first movie come out gotham gotham city sirens what if the teaser trailer isn't specifically for that movie what if we get kind of like a four movie trailer like they're like coming in 2019 like the Batman saga or something like that, or like the Gotham saga. Year, year and of then, the Bat. It's Year of the yeah. Bat. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, what if these movies are so placed out perfectly where the ending credit scene for every movie is the premiere trailer for the next movie? That would be crazy. So, like, you gotta go see this movie on opening night because that's the only way you're gonna get the trailer for the next movie. And then that would be cool because I talked about that before. I loved that we got that Avengers trailer at the end of Captain America because it is segues you really awesome into the next movie so let's just hope they're all good i would love to see the kind of a synergy that they could get around four movies in one year year of the bat that'd be so rad i hope this is true and i hope the movies are good (laughs) yeah i do too i mean i hope the best for them uh again props for even trying it if this does come to fruition and we get these Mm -hmm. uh i i if they pull it off again i'm i'm just impressed that they thought of this and we didn't see it until now so you know what mm. warner brothers you you may your 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 shifting of the the front runners or your leaders may may have been a good yeah. thing so if if it ends up being true yeah if it ends up being, being true so you know what you got me cautiously optimistic again i'm back in the <laughs> green i'm back with it man so but we'll go with that speaking of batman movies we have an animated movie coming up starring batman and harley quinn it's called yeah, Batman right. and Harley Quinn. Is it going to be rated R and they're going to have sex? Because it, apparently that's what they're doing in these movies now. It, it is not. It's they're just this is an animated movie, but it has Melissa Rauch, I believe, uh, Wallowitz's wife from Big Bang Theory, to voice mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. I I mean I'm okay with that. She's got kind of that. Uh, she's got that tenor to her voice. I think she could pull off uh, Harley Quinn pretty well. Yeah, and she she could probably pull off a costume of it if they've dressed her up as well. So, um, so, but we also got Kevin Conroy from the animated series Batman voicing Batman. 
Ooh, so, I hope he lives forever. I want him to be my uh, non-live-action Batman until the day I die. They should just have him read every word in the English dictionary and then create a program that strings these together for us. So we oh, can just I type mean, it together. Uh, that is not far off. I know, like, a while ago that could have seemed like crazy and someone all, something we all made fun of. But I think that's legitimately an Adobe product that's coming out, like, next year. Yeah, well, I'm, knock on wood, they get Stan Lee to do my GPS app. That's really all I'm looking for. <laughs> So this Batman animated Batman and Harley Quinn animated film is the story will focus on Bats and Nightwing reluctantly teaming up with Harley Quinn to attempt to stop a global catastrophe caused by Poison Ivy and Jason Woodrow, aka the Plant Master. So yeah. um And it yep. looks like we got Lauren Lester being playing Nightwing, which a uh, fan of the show, uh Jim, he met he met Lauren Lester, so I'm sure he he can uh, sing big praises of him playing yeah, Nightwing. There you go. So, you know, it looks like we got an all-star cast for a another DC animated movie that will probably be at par or above. So, that's usually what they do. They don't they don't uh-huh. do bad animated films. So, kudos to them. Kudos to them, DC. You got you got us you got us t- talking, you got us hyped, you got us feeling good about your <laughs> your stuff. Yeah. You got what do they say? You got the you got the pins knocked up. Now uh now you got, got them all set up now. Knock them all down. So yeah, that's right. Let's hope, let's hope they can swing. We're ready for you. You got you got us saying singing your praises for one episode. So yeah, let's, let's keep it going. So, uh, we're gonna switch gears into Star Wars, buddy. I know not. We're not ready for the Star Wars call. Don't do it. We're not there Ooh, we yet. Gotta get that. We gotta get that trailer first, man. We gotta get the trailer first, which we're in April, so I believe we're gonna get it this month. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, the director for episode nine, we're talking nine here, has finished a draft of the script, at least Ooh. one draft. Uh, so that means we're, I mean, eight's not even out, but they're already deep into pre-production on nine. So, uh, there are no accents going to be happening in Star Wars <laughs> coming up. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, I didn't know he was writing and directing it. So did I think we had separate, we had separate writers and directors for the last movie, didn't we? Um, I, I honestly couldn't tell you off the top of my screen. No, Ryan Johnson did the screenplay for Last Jedi and is a director. Oh, okay. Well, I, I almost I have a feeling that maybe writer is probably a little bit more of a loose term with the Star Wars movies because I have a feeling there's probably lots of drafts and there's lots of meetings. Hopefully it doesn't seem like it's a, it's a movie put on by like a, a, a committee or a panel of people. But I think when you're kind of doing these big movies, that literally costs them billions of dollars to get the rights to. I'm sure there's some other hands in the pot. but so, Someone probably – they probably mapped out where all three movies need to go. I'm like, here are the big points you need to hit. Uh, write a movie around these points yeah because apparently we're supposed to getting these these star wars movies until like the end of time isn't that what like the head of disney what was it bob Iger? is that his name yeah he said i think he said that like last week that like we're gonna be getting these star wars movies until we're all dead in the ground see i heard something different last week um actually is that after star wars 9 they're going to wait like 10 years before they do another main trilogy that i mean that would be kind of interesting maybe they pepper like every other year we get kind of a star wars story type deal maybe they maybe even go back and try to do prequels right again with like maybe some old republic stuff Mm -hmm. like really go back i I don't know but i do kind of like the idea of maybe being patient and and not dropping it on us but it does make me kind of sad because then i I have to imagine how old i'm going to be until we get another star wars trilogy i'm just like oh be so old (laughs) <laughs> well, the thing is, like, they want Star Wars to, they said, to be an event, a, like a generational event. And uh-huh. it might lose that luster if we oh, yeah. they keep doing it. So it, if it they would. can do it and hold out and keep doing that, like, you know, like, oh, there's one guy like, no, we could do one, but we're not gonna until, yeah. until this, 10 years. This, so. is, this is that big thing of what does the audience want and what does the audience actually need. We yeah. want Star Wars every year, but we probably don't need it every year. So hopefully... Dis- I mean, it's Disney's wallet. It's their pocketbook. If they think waiting 10 years for another trilogy is in their best interest, we, we probably need to trust them. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if they can do it, then great. If they want to keep giving us to it, great. I'll, I'll be happy either way. So uh, let's, let's go with that. Uh, also for Star Wars Episode Nine, Carrie Fisher's family gave, has given permission to the company to incorporate unused footage into Episode Nine to keep her, like, to help, because she was written into the movie anyway, mm-hmm. to help alleviate her being in that movie. Uh, there's no CGI, it's just purely unused footage that they have of her that they will be using 
for that movie. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I really hope I can go into these next two movies without any sort of like tick in the back of my head going like, oh, how are they going to maneuver this uh, this death into these movies? Because I hopefully they're just good and engaging enough to where I just get lost in it. Because I want to be lost in my Star Wars movie because I just got lost in the last one. It was just a fun time. I mean, I got so lost, they basically remade A New Hope and it didn't bother me that much. <laughs> so hopefully they can just do that with the next one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I'm... I want to see eight. I'm really excited mm. for eight. I wasn't excited for Rogue One, uh, as most people probably were. Uh, I don't think it's the best Star Wars movie ever either, like most people seem to keep saying. But I, I want to, I want eight so bad. I, I got questions. I need answers, and I'm going to be having more questions by the end. Gosh, and I need Mike's Star Wars call. So one, <laughs> one step closer, one step closer to that trailer, man. Every day. So we'll cross our fingers. Um, also got a new trailer this week, a teaser, if you will, of Invader Zim returning to oh, as a man. movie. So. Man, you're you're hitting my heart, my my animated uh, nostalgia heart here with these last two one two punches. Uh, yeah, Nick, if if none of you out there know, uh, Nickelodeon's kind of going back and doing one hour sixty six minute movies of kind of their old Nick tunes. Uh, so instead of just bringing them back the series, they're just going to do these kind of like one shot movies. So Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie is dropping. I think Thanksgiving this year. My wife insanely excited about this. She's a huge fan of Hey Arnold, and so am I. Um, uh, so we're getting some of that, and I believe the following year uh, we're going to be getting a Rocco's Modern Life movie, and then I think I guess we're also getting Invader Zim. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe something else crops back up. So uh, yeah, I love Invader Zim. Uh, Jonan Vasquez, he's he's freaking genius. So I'm really excited for this. Yeah. So um, this might make you more excited that this one's actually a 90 minute movie. Ooh, so are you sure? Yeah. Okay, but I think the runtime on television with commercials might be 90 minutes though, because I I believe it's 66 minutes. But um, either way, it's it's more than. Four 40 minutes and that's usually like tv runtime for you know an hour or so yeah so i mean they just i mean nickelodeon announced it's a 90 minute television film so mm-hmm. it might be you know whatever 90 minutes minus commercials or whatever so uh, but either way um i i like invader zim he's funny very unique voice actor you know with richard horvitz um i love ricky simmons uh, or simons i mean as a uh, gurr I love Gurr. Mm-hmm. Gurr's, Gurr's one of my favorite things. Everybody loves Gurr. Everybody loves Gurr. So um, this will be coming back and, you know, in HD, <laughs> reliving. <laughs> this is this is the time. You want to go ahead and you want to go buy your Hot Topic stock now because it'll skyrocket once Invader Zim is back on TV. That's right. Yeah, you can say you liked Invader Zim before it was cool. So <laughs> there's that. That's great. And lastly, last, last Saturday, not yesterday, last Saturday was April 1st, and we got Rick... And Morty'd so hard, we, we didn't even know what was coming. <laughs> so uh, Rick and Morty premiered their season three um, episode on April Fool's, streaming, I believe, on Adult Swim's Facebook page and their website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we love Rick and Morty here. Yeah. No, no question to it. So everyone's like, is this real? Is this real? Yes, it was real. The season three did come back. Uh, it wasn't an April Fool's, so... <laughs> It was uh, it was it was just an awesome episode too, and I appreciate you kind of tagging these uh, two things on to the our end of our episode here, because I wouldn't necessarily say these things always fall under an umbrella, but you always seem to put a little something for me extra at the end of these episodes, and I appreciate it. Well, after almost a year of berating <laughs> you with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two tags that I could find, mm. and and any Alien Covenant jo- jokes on you, I liked that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, I know, but now the Alien Covenants stuff i mean we, we got to have a streamline through but i i love i like rick and morty um and it, it's it's got one of those things like i think when the season two came out it was c2e2 time or something uh, mm-hmm. last year so it was or two years ago we, we always made jokes about it so it's something I, good there and yeah i mean honestly it's surprisingly some of the best science fiction on tv right now so uh, I, I don't really want to go into like a spoilers of this because I know some people out there are kind of waiting for the official release to kind of start watching them. So I won't spoil anything, but the end of this episode kind of brings you back to the heart of Rick and Morty. You get really weird and kind of freaked out, but you know, they're kind of setting up the season to kind of going back to maybe more of the classic Rick and Morty formula. I don't even think they diverged. They diverged from that too much in the last season, but they're kind of getting back to their roots almost for season three. So 
This is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We're, we'll probably talk about it when the season finally airs. There's no release date yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, looking forward to some Rick and Morty Season 3. Mike, there we go. Wrapped up the show. A lot of good news this week. I'm glad you went and brought oh, yeah. another good news week. So. Ooh, I love I love the rumors, man. I, I You know, official drops of trailers and stuff, you know, that's that's fun. But, like, the rumors is what gets, what's get, gets me going. Yeah, yeah. I love it, too. I mean, again, it's kind of a light week honestly but i mean lots of fun stuff to talk about uh and 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 speculate a little bit here as we we start the start the year up so um if people want to know what else you're doing mike uh where can they they find more about your stuff at well they can always follow me at mike royer design on twitter and instagram and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com chris if people want to follow you into your proverbial uh comic con season uh where can they find you and follow you so uh you can find me on twitter at valdan v-a-l-d-a-n uh i will probably be doing some live tweets from the show floor maybe does 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 Twitter support live video streams yet? I don't know. Uh, they have Periscope, but I think that's like a different app. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you can always uh, do Facebook. That's what people are doing. They're doing Facebook. Yeah, well, if I do Facebook, you can follow us on Facebook. How about that? I'll do Superhero Slate Facebook Live on the convention floor. How about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so or, – or you can head over to Comic UI. I'll be there with my Comic UI friends. We'll probably be doing interviews and videos, and we've got some stuff lined up with some people. We're just going to have a great time. Uh, really looking forward to – golly – Ooh, at least it waited. It waited for us. That's nice. Man, that all aboard that hype train for C2E2. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so really looking forward to that and and hanging out. So you can find me at Comic UI and uh, all that Valdan and all that other stuff I say every week. Um, If this is (laughs) someone's first show, Mike, uh, thank you for listening for the first time. But where can they find more of us at if they want to learn more? Well, the best place to learn more is SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to get all of our helpful uh, show notes. So we are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You could subscribe and get us right in your email inbox, and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram. And if you want to pick up some Superhero Slate merch, like mugs and shirts and hoodies and stuff, you can head on over to SuperheroSlate.com slash Stoa. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider us leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. Drop us some uh, feedback, even if it's bad. We love you, Sean, and uh, we we love that. And if you're a super fan of the show, just uh, share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week until we're dead in the ground. <laughs> dead in the ground. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be news, and we're always going to talk about it. And if not, we'll make up our own rumors. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening this week, guys, and we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google something here, and I want, I'm gonna see if it actually exists. I'm gonna Google Kevlar air mattress.